Welcome to the official podcast of The Barry Center Project, a celebration of science fact and science fiction. I'm Brian Taylor, the founder of The Barry Center Project and your host for today's journey to the worlds of science fact and science fiction. Today on the podcast, we will take a road trip to a star party. We will learn about the different types of optical telescopes, and we will view Jupiter and Saturn through the eyepieces of several of these telescopes. And now, on with the show! Greetings fans of science fact and fans of science fiction. My name is Brian Taylor and I am the founder of the Barry Center Project, a celebration of science fact and science fiction. I'm also the host of the Barry Center Project podcast, and this evening I have the pleasure of being your driver because I'm taking all of you with me out to a star party. Yes, we are going to a star party tonight. We are headed west to Stansbury Park Observatory Complex out in Stansbury Park, Utah. Uh, Stansbury Park is located approximately 40 kilometers to the west of Salt Lake City. And tonight, our hosts for the Star Party is the Salt Lake Astronomical Society. They are an amazing group of astronomy enthusiasts, and I look forward to perhaps introducing one or more of them on as our podcast continues tonight. So as we're headed west toward Spock, that's our nickname for Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, we are driving along the shores of the Great Salt Lake. Uh, it's amazing to have this remnant of an Ice Age lake right here in our own backyard as part of the Barry Center Project. And in an earlier SciFact Wednesday, we talked about the Great Salt Lake a little bit when we talked about brine shrimp. Now, brine shrimp are one of the few animals that can live in the high saline content of the Great Salt Lake. I have some memories of the Great Salt Lake as a little guy. We went out there a couple of times, and it's a very different experience to swim in the lake because you, you cannot sink. Uh, the saline content of the lake is higher than that of the sea. And it's you go out there and you float almost effortlessly. It was a lot of fun back then. Look forward to doing that again. I'm going to put that on the checklist. Well, that's another podcast for another time. We'll take a, a day trip out to the Great Salt Lake and I'll make sure to take all of you along with me. So as we're driving along, it is becoming dusk and soon will be twilight. And although I don't dare look over in that direction of the sky while I'm driving, I have high confidence that at this point we can see Jupiter and possibly Saturn. The light is fading from the sky and we could probably do that very well. Again, we're driving both hands on the wheel, both eyes up front, making sure that we're paying attention to the road ahead of us. So I'm excited, I'm elated, and I'm so happy to have you with me on this journey tonight. There are four telescopes, by the way, that are part of Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, or we'll, we'll call it Spock, and from uh, moving forward, just a little bit less of a mouthful. One of those telescopes is the largest amateur telescope in the world, the Clemens. This is an amazing piece of engineering, and the story behind it is absolutely fascinating. I know, fascinating Spock. Sorry, it was there. I had to use it. Thank you for bearing with me. So in about in a few minutes here, we'll be approaching the turnoff for Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, or Spock. And at that time, we'll take a pause, and then we will begin the night's viewing. 
Now I did bring my own telescope. I have a, an Orion Starblast 4.5 inch Dobsonian telescope that I've had for several years. It was a gift from my wife and daughter. They said, Brian and Dad, you need a hobby. Um, that's I'm not quite sure what that meant, but they were kind enough to uh, gift me a telescope, and I have enjoyed it so much over the years. It's just right. It's portable enough where I can take it anywhere, and the optics are such I can see Jupiter and Saturn and some of the larger objects, and looking at the moon is amazing, and it's so much fun to share the viewing of these celestial objects with the public, which I look forward to doing tonight as well. As we're headed out to Spock, I imagine by now many of the members of the Salt Lake Astronomical Society have their telescopes set up, and it is such an amazing variety of telescopes. You have your reflectors, you have your refractors, you have your Dobsonians, you have your brand name scopes, you have custom-built telescopes. It is so much fun to take turns looking at these various telescopes and looking at various objects in the night sky and hearing the stories behind why did you buy this telescope or how did you make this telescope or tell me the story of how you came to own this elegant telescope. So as we go around tonight viewing through these various telescopes with the permission of the owners of the telescope, I'd love to provide you with some descriptions of what the telescopes are. Be they reflector, a reflector, a reflector. Yeah, that's a new kind of telescope. I have no idea what a reflector is, but apparently it's a new kind. How about we try refractor? Thank you for bearing with me. I'm trying to pay attention as we drive along here. As we look out the windshield here, it is a beautiful evening here as we drive out towards Spock. The sky is this beautiful mix of colors. There are a few wispy clouds in the sky. It reminds me of some of the star shows that I saw when I was a little guy at Hanson Planetarium in Salt Lake City. Yeah, I've got a few miles or maybe kilometers on the uh, odometer now. Or would it be odometer? I'll check on that for you. And I remember back back at that time going to Hanson Planetarium and seeing the shows. And as you would enter this, the theater there, you'd enter the Dome Theater, they'd have light about this intensity. And they'd maybe have a few clouds and they were just gradually dimming the light so your eyes could adjust. And then they would begin the show. And that's kind of what we're looking forward to tonight. The sun and the earth as we, they revolve around each other as part of the Berry Center. You see how I worked that in there? Yes, he went there. Thank you for playing along. The sky is becoming this beautiful cascade of colors, a very deep blue. And as you look out toward the west, you can see the yellows and the oranges and some of the pink in the clouds. It's just an amazing sight. And I'm delighted to have you along for the ride. So I look forward to sharing with you tonight the various kind of telescopes we look through, talking to various people at the club with their permission, of course, and also encouraging you to continue to do all the fun things you do in the world of science fact and the world of science fiction. Wherever you may be on this Saturday night for Science Saturday, I sincerely hope that either earlier today or at some point this evening, you get to enjoy something in the world of science. All right, we have arrived at Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, or Spock as we like to refer to it. In pulling up to the parking lot here, a lot of vehicles here. This is a great start. Now we're walking over toward the plaza where the four telescopes are kept. And as we're walking over here, I can already see 
we have at least 10 to 15 telescopes of all shapes and all sizes already set up. Many of them are pointing at the southern part of the sky, I would imagine, but many of them are looking at Jupiter. You can see it clearly. Beautiful sky tonight. Just absolutely gorgeous. You can see Jupiter, you can see Saturn, you can see Antares. Other stars are starting to become visible here. It is an absolutely beautiful evening here at Spock. I'm glad that you're here tonight as part of our podcast. And in just a moment, as we go around to the various telescopes, we'll give you a description of what the telescopes are, the kind of telescopes that, that they are, how they're built, and what they're looking at. So we'll give you a play-by-play, -play, if you will, of the various things that are going on in the night sky this evening. All right, let's walk over and take a look here and see what we're looking at tonight. Oh, that is absolutely spectacular. So we're looking through the Clements telescope at the moment, and we have a beautiful image of Jupiter, and two of the moons of Jupiter are clearly visible through the lens. I'll do a quick check to determine which of those moons are, but you can clearly see the light and the dark bands on Jupiter. It's just a spectacular view of this telescope. Again, we'll have enough, uh, we'll check to see which of the moons we're looking at. Oh, no, wait, there's three. Yep, as we look around through the eyepiece, there's actually three of them. So I'll step down for a moment and allow someone else to have a turn looking at this amazing sight tonight. So what we're doing now, we've, we've walked uh, over near, uh, we walked near the Clements, the largest amateur telescope in the world. We are now over waiting in line to view the night sky through the 200 millimeter Bogdan refractor. And they're also looking at Jupiter. So we'll see how the three moons and Jupiter look through this telescope as compared to the Clements telescope, which is a reflector. And we'll see what that difference is like. So stand by, this should be fun. Well, gotta take one more step up here. There we go. Oh, that is just crystal clear, beautiful, wow. That is outstanding. So clearly, yeah, I see three of the Jovian moons. Two on one side, one on the other. Yes. Theo and Callisto are on one side. Okay. Europa's in front of the planet, and Ganymede is way off to uh, the other side. Okay. Wow. Thank you. So that was the 200 millimeter Bogdan refractor, and we were observing Jupiter. So we could clearly see three of the four largest Jovian moons. And as you can hear in the description of the background, what those moons were. It, it is almost picture postcard perfect tonight in looking at the viewing of this. Just absolutely, just crisp, truly crisp. There's no wind to speak of. There's no atmosphere, uh, high wind or anything like that. It is just utterly amazing. So let's take a journey over to a couple of the other telescopes here. And we will see what we can see. Part of the fun of going to a star party is just wandering around and looking at the various types of telescope. There's a lot of reflector type telescopes. There's a lot of refractor type telescopes. A lot of folks that have been involved in astronomy for a long time. There are people that have had it as kind of a hobby and now they're wanting to get into it more. And they're all just having an amazing conversation about telescopes, about what they're looking at in the night sky. And many of them that are family and friends, it's a way that they get to catch up 
Usually the star parties are held, at, uh, they try and hold them once a month. So it's a great time to come out, catch up with friends, catch up with family. Now as part of the science fact and science fiction worlds, we're, we're a family, we're kind of a strange family, but that's okay, strange is a good thing. So let's wander around and see what other telescopes we can look through. What a beautiful evening. Wow. Oh, that is magnificent. Wow, that just pops in the eyepiece. You can clearly see the the rings are just unbelievably crisp. You should be able to see Cassini's division. Yes. Yes. That is amazing. So what kind of telescope is this? It's a five and a half inch refractor. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Thank you. All right, thank you, I appreciate it. Awesome. May I take a look, please? Yes, you can. Thank you, sir. To the upper left side. Wow. Oh, that is just spectacular. How are you tonight? Very good, you? I am well, thank you. Okay. What, what, are we, and, uh, what are we taking a peek at? M11. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Well, there's a good turnout here tonight at Spock at our star party. There are a lot of families here tonight bringing their kids with them. They can talk with various members of the Salt Lake Astronomical Society and ask them questions about the stars and the planets that they're looking at. Tonight it is an amazing night to view Jupiter and Saturn. Now, there are a few high, thin clouds, wispy clouds, but that doesn't seem to bother anyone here. There's so much in the sky to look at right now. It is just wonderful be a part of this and we're glad that you're with us here tonight. Now there will be some other objects that we will try and take a look at. We'll break out our own telescope here in just a few minutes and we'll take a look in the sky and see what we can see with our awesome little four and a half inch Dobsonian reflector telescope. One of the things you'll see at star parties is a lot of red lights. Uh, the reason we use red light, it does not affect your night vision. So in the dark, your pupils will dilate. They'll become, they'll let more light in. And the red light frequency doesn't affect your night vision. Where if it was a, a blue light especially, then your, your pupil would more than likely, you know, it would restrict a little bit. And that would limit your ability to see, you know, capture more photons of light as you're looking through the telescopes. So we're in line now through uh, one of the other larger telescopes here at the observatory and they have it trained on Saturn. So as we get to the point where we can look through the eyepiece, we'll give you a description of the telescope and uh, perhaps a description of the moons of Saturn that we can see in the field of view as well. So as we're getting ready to go in where the telescope is, there are red lights posted around the walkway. And they'll say this is where you can see to where you don't step in the wrong direction. Uh, also providing enough ambient light for people to stand in a queue next to the telescope. And there's also several members of the Salt Lake Astronomical Society here answering questions about the telescope and, and what we're observing tonight. Wow. So we're viewing Saturn through the eyepiece of this reflecting telescope. It is just breathtaking. The detail you can see. You could, you want to reach out and, and just touch it. It is that crisp and clear and it looks that close. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So just a couple of observations here as we um, walk away. One of the things that I find so absolutely heartwarming about this whole thing, this whole the star party tonight, is the number of kids that are here and the number of parents with the kids. They have families here tonight. 
And as you're standing in line, you can hear the discussion going on. It's just so heartwarming. Say, like, well, we're going to look at Saturn. Well, what do you know about Saturn? You know, wh which planet is it? Uh, you know, how many moons does it have? What moons can you see through a telescope? Well, why does it have rings? What are the rings made of? Can you see the division in the rings tonight? You know, how clearly can you see that? And if they're looking at Jupiter, you know, what are the three moons of Jupiter we can see tonight? You know, what is their nickname? Do you know they're called the Jovian moons? Now, how clearly can you see the light and dark bands of Jupiter? You know, how far away is Jupiter? How long does it take for light from the surface of Jupiter to come back here to Earth? We can see it. All kinds of questions like this that, that you, you hear in line. And it's this kind of question and answer and discussion. This is part of what drives me to want to bring the Barry Center Project together as a one-day live event in the summer of 2020. It's this kind of asking questions and learning and exploring that goes on with families and friends, you know, and events like this. It expands the science, expands the scientific, the science literacy of the public. And the more science literate a public is, the, the bigger ability we have to address the larger questions that address all of us. So you can hear the enthusiasm of everyone as they look through the various eyepieces and whatnot. Uh, they see something for the first time. And the southern sky right now, there, there have been a few wispy clouds kind of dripping through the field of view, but in the southern sky right now, um, <clears throat> Scorpio, Sagittarius, all of that just looks absolutely amazing. In fact, we're going to go over to our vehicle and we're going to break out our little telescope here in just a few minutes our, our, and see what we can see tonight. So now we've taken some time and we wandered around and we looked at the various refractor and reflector telescopes that are here and they're just, oh, it's just beautiful what they're looking at tonight. We've seen lots of different views of Jupiter and lots of different views of Saturn. And there's also stars that they're starting to look at now. A double star, they're looking at Antares in Scorpio. And they're looking at various stars in Sagittarius. And now we're trying to see what we can see out there in the Milky Way. Are there some globular clusters? Are there some nebulae? Perhaps, perhaps can we find some galaxies out there to look at? So while everyone is train, training their telescopes in a different part of the sky, we have our own telescope out and we're looking at Jupiter right now. Uh, the telescope I have, it's an Orion Starblast 4.5 inch Dobsonian reflector for all the, the geeky nerdiness out there that's all part of, of science fact and science fiction. I just love this little telescope. It is just right for me. I can take it with me anywhere. I can set it up anywhere. And again, um, I'm not endorsed by Orion or anything like that. It's just, it was a gift. This telescope was a gift for my wife and my daughter many years ago. And the nights that I've spent in, in my backyard, as a backyard astronomer, looking at the moon and the various you know, celestial objects in the night sky, and out here at a star party tonight at Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, or Spock as we like to call it. It's just one of those beautiful evenings where you get a chance to connect with your fellow fans of science fact and also have some conversations about science fiction and bringing those two worlds together around a common center of science. It is just, it's an amazing experience. I'm so grateful that you're enjoying this experience with me tonight. So we've just made a minor adjustment to our telescope and I'm viewing Jupiter, right about the center of the eyepiece, I can clearly see three of the four large Jovian moons. It is just so elegant to view them 
it's a crystal clear night in the sky and we have some background <laughs> a background audience uh, apparently uh, someone needs to get in the car right now someone's honking the horn for them uh, all part of the experience the things that you're you're out and about live at a star party oh it's just utterly it's just brilliant you can clearly see the light and the dark bands you can clearly see the beautiful white larger dots that are the three Jovian moons it is just breathtaking to see them out there so let's see if we can switch to an eyepiece with a higher magnification and we'll take a look at what that looks like So I've just swapped eyepieces. The eyepiece I was using before was a 19 millimeter eyepiece. And I love that eyepiece. The, the eye relief and the field of view in it, it's just amazing. It, it, it's just a beautiful breadth and depth of the view. And the eyepiece I'm using now is a six millimeter eyepiece. And tonight, the sky conditions here are just phenomenal. Looking through the eyepiece and in the higher magnification, the light and dark bands of Jupiter are very easy to view. And the three large Jovian moons that are escorting Jupiter in its orbit around the sun as Jupiter and the sun orbit each other on their own barycenter. Just utterly spectacular to, to view this tonight. So we've moved back to the 19 millimeter eyepiece and we are looking at Jupiter again. I can't quite yet see that fourth moon wiggling its way out in this eyepiece and that's quite all right that's all part of the fun and the experience the viewing conditions again tonight are quite wonderful uh, in just looking away from the telescope and looking at the southern sky you can clearly see more of the ambient light of our milky way galaxy and i look forward to here in just a few minutes let's see if we can find some other objects we can look at tonight now we're taking a look at Saturn, and right now we have the 19-millimeter eyepiece in place. It is just gorgeous. It is just beautiful tonight. Now we're looking at Saturn through the 6-millimeter eyepiece. Much more detail is becoming evident. You can also notice that Saturn moves, or appears to move, through the field of view much more rapidly that it does with the 19 millimeter eyepiece. Now, this telescope I have here, there is no motor or gear system on it to track planets or stars or anything like that. It is a manual adjustment. So every time the planet or star appears to move out of the field of view, as our Earth rotates, the field of view changes, makes a minor adjustment to keep the planet or the star or the galaxy or the nebula more in the center of the eyepiece. So the next object we're viewing tonight is M13. It's a globular star cluster in the constellation Hercules. And it is coming through beautifully tonight. Looking at it through, again, the 19 millimeter eyepiece, it is a spectacular show here in the center of the eyepiece. The light coming through, you can, you can make out some of the textures of the star cluster, the globular star cluster as we're looking at it. Absolutely spectacular. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Um, Please, I'm looking at M13, a globular star cluster in the constellation Hercules. This is one of the things I love as part of the outreach of astronomy. 
is when you're out here and you have your telescope, people will come over and look at your telescope and you'll look through theirs and you'll compare notes. Oh, how does it look in your telescope? Oh, it looks like this. Well, it looks like mine in this. And you talk about stars and, and planets and all sorts of fun things related to the cosmos. Well, it is said that all good things must come to an end. And our star party at Spock has wrapped for the night. The telescopes are put back in their cases. The tripods have been disassembled. All of the things are put away for the next star party. And we look forward to that next star party and we are going to do our utmost to have you come along with us again for that next event and for star party events in the future. We're headed back to the headquarters of the Berry Center Project, and again, we find ourselves driving on a beautiful Saturday night along the shore of the Great Salt Lake. And we want to take a moment to thank you once again for being a part of the Berry Center Project. All of you that are fans of science fact, and all of you that are fans of science fiction, and of course, all of us that are fans of both. Thank you again for being a part of this project. Without you, there is no us. Thank you for being a part of the ongoing engagement with the public in regards to increasing science literacy. What you do matters. So thank you for all of your efforts concerning promoting science literacy. We look forward to our next conversation. We'll have our podcast posted up for Podcast Tuesday. We'll have some great things in store for you here in the very near future. And we'll keep you updated on the status of our one-day live event coming up in the summer of 2020. Thank you again. This is Brian Taylor, your host for the Barry Center Project podcast and the founder of the Barry Center Project. Thank you again, and we will talk with you very soon. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of the Barry Center Project, a celebration of science fact and science fiction. For the latest information on this event, please visit barrycenterproject.com and follow us on Twitter at Barry Center Tweet.